0: uh, we would turn our hearts to thanksgiving and uh, what i will actually call thanks living living in gratitude to god for all that he has done this is if you're with us in the united states of course thanksgiving month and three weeks from today already believe it or not will be thanksgiving day and i like to think of every thursday in november is sort of being thanksgiving day and i'd like to challenge you with some thoughts from the words of the apostle paul this morning as we think of uh the book of second corinthians primarily the most personal of paul's epistles and also the one of which there is the most background that we can piece together as we look at the book of acts and we Look at various statements in Paul's writings. We won't take the time this morning to trace all of that. That would uh, that would take uh, all the time we have and and more. And uh, we'll just uh, go past that this morning to get to Paul's words at the end of Second Corinthians chapter two. Just remember that he is writing with a heartfelt burden. Second Corinthians chapter six verse eleven. He tells the Corinthians. That his heart is wide open to them. He's writing with an absolute burden on his soul and mind as he speaks to them about very important themes. And one of the great themes of the book of 2 Corinthians, which deals much with suffering and difficulty and trial, is that out of great affliction comes great thanksgiving. And Paul Brings that subject up in chapter 1, verse 11. Thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf. That's his hope. That's his heart as he writes to the Corinthians. And at the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, one of the most amazing Thanksgiving passages in all the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 14, Paul says, Now thanks be to God. What a wonderful statement, even if it just stopped there. Thanks
1: be to God. Uh, It's
0: amazing to think of uh, the Apostle Paul's incredible difficulties that he dealt with with regard to the people in Corinth and church there, the trouble that it went through, all the things that Paul walked through with them. And yet Paul could still say, thanks be to God. It reminds us of his startling statement at the end of First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. Thanks be to God. As he closes the great resurrection chapter in a flurry, talking about our need to be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. But here in 2 Corinthians 2, Paul says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Now, Paul is talking about something specific here, which is a Roman triumph procession or parade that the Roman military would give on rare occasions for specific types of victory to Roman generals Honoring them in a very specific way. Again, I won't go through all those background details with you this morning, but I invite you to check a Bible encyclopedia or commentary if you're interested, and search the scriptures further and think about those things. It's very interesting, but the idea is that the Roman general, who was being given this tremendous elite honor, it would be uh, would be bringing up a parade. That included, of course, his own soldiers and the captives they had taken in the war, in the battle. And there was a unique fragrance that would be given off by incense that would be burned through this elaborate procession. And also by flowers that would be thrown out, strewn in the street, and crushed. And that fragrance was, of course... For the Roman general experiencing the greatest day of his career, and for those who had conquered under his name and had won him the victory, that was the fragrance of incredible celebration. Again, for uh, all of us here in the United States, you may have watched the World Series end last night and seen the celebration at the end of the game. That would give us just a, a picture of what these soldiers would be experiencing. But if you were a captive, marching to enslavement or more likely to your death, that fragrance was the most horrible smell you've ever smelled. Paul is drawing on this background in 2 Corinthians 2 when he says, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph, in this triumphal procession like a roman general would receive on such elite occasions through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place in other words we're in a triumphal procession christ is the conquering general and this whole event is giving off a fragrance by the way each of us in our lives and ministries As Christians, we give off a fragrance, and it will repel some, but thank God it will attract others. We just need to make sure it's the fragrance of Christ that we're displaying as we go through our ministries, because it will indeed have an effect that God desires it to have. Through us, he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved. Some see our lives. They see our ministries. They hear our messages. They watch our witness. And for them, it's the fragrance of heaven. It's the fragrance of eternal life.
1: And for others, it is the
0: stench of eternal hell. It's the stench of death. The very same fragrance has a very different effect on those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, we are the aroma of death leading to death. And to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. Paul concludes this this section with this profound question who is sufficient for these things i mean who can hardly wrap their mind around the magnitude of the implications of the things that we're talking about here that we as believers have a part with Christ in dispensing a fragrance which how you receive that fragrance it doesn't determine life or death but it indicates the position of your heart doesn't it No one is saved or lost by smelling a fragrance. But the way they receive the fragrance indicates the status of their heart and their life and their spiritual condition. Those who believe in Christ, those who have trusted in Christ alone, that he is their Savior who died for their sins and was buried and rose again. The eternal Son of God came from heaven to earth to take our place on the cross, to be our Savior, to be the Messiah. Those who have received him by faith alone, we who have that hope, we we receive this fragrance and it is a breath of life. But then, those who do not know Christ, they hear the message, they see the performance, they watch us in our lives, they smell this fragrance of the gospel of Christ, of Christ as the great king, the wonderful Lord that we know. And they receive that fragrance, and it's the stench, the smell of death. And, you know, how do we practically, because we're talking, of course, about a fragrance as a, as a metaphor, as a picture here, how do we practically know whether someone is a believer or an unbeliever? Whether they, as a believer, are really living in obedience and trust of Christ for their daily needs? I think the key is the beginning of this whole section in verse 14, where Paul says, Thanks be to God. Can you give thanks? when you smell the fragrance of Christ? Do you give thanks for the gospel? Do you give thanks for the work of God in the world, in his providential leading that's brought you to this place where you are today? Do you Are you a thankful person? Can you give thanks to God for all that he has done? You know, if you're, and I trust everyone in this hall, I'm sure, professes to be a believer in christ and i i trust that is indeed the case i'm not attempting to plant doubt in your mind but if you're not a believer if someone is not a believer they really can't at the at the very base they really can't be a thankful person because they really don't understand the grace of god but a hallmark for a true believer is that we are thankful Now, we don't do that perfectly. We all need to improve. We're encouraged, we're commanded to give thanks in everything. But giving thanks is truly an indication. Having a thankful heart is truly an indication that someone has received the fragrance of life in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul says, Thanks be to God. We are those who receive the fragrance of life. Leading to eternal life. Now, I believe Paul also speaks of a similar point in Romans chapter 1, verse 21. And this is, of course, a lengthy section in which Paul talks about the effects of the depravity of man and how man is just spiraling down, as it were, out of control, all the way to death and hell. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven because of the depravity of man evidenced in the most godless ways. And we're seeing that in our world today. Where does it all begin to unravel? You know, when when my wife and I were in Heidelberg, Germany, several years ago on a Reformation tour, we toured the remains of the Heidelberg Castle. And I have a wonderful picture of a spiral staircase that you can go down. From the top of the ruins of the castle, you can walk down into this hole, a spiral staircase. Looks like the makings of a horror movie. And you just think, what if someone were to walk down that spiral staircase and a step broke and you were plunged down into eternal darkness? That step is the step of Thanklessness. In Romans one twenty one, Paul says that all of society, all of civilization breaks down at this point because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor
1: were thankful. That's the key. Thanklessness is the key to the degradation
0: of our society. No unbeliever can truly be thankful in the ultimate sense, nor will they be, and it's thanklessness, ingratitude that is at the very heart of the conditions that we see all through our culture today that seem to be going down and down and down and down. Let me close with one other scripture from the Apostle Paul, Philippians 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I'd like to share with you a quotation from the late Dr. D. James Kennedy. He said, one reason for our ingratitude is not the paucity, the lack of God's gifts, it is a
1: superabundance of them that we do not even realize
0: how blessed we are. May we take time this month of thanksgiving and turn thanksgiving into thanks living. Spend time realizing how blessed we are and give thanks to God in everything, in all things. As we approach the end of the year, take to- everything that's happened this year and pour it back unto the Lord God as a thanksgiving offering. Giving thanks to the one who's working all things after the counsel of his will, who's working all things for our good if we love him. Thanks be to God. Stephen, I'm again thankful for your ministry and for this opportunity today. God bless you. Thank you so much.